just three black kings giving our thoughts to society from politics sports music and whatever subject fits the need we ain't trying to make a grand we ain't trying to make a band we just want to know who's bands i'm so happy to be here blessings on blessings on blessings taylor made life yeah i felt kind of yeah i'm rocco shock welcome to the who's man's podcast What up, there, everyone? It's time for another episode of Who's Man's. Welcome, welcome. My name is Ryan Adon, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Mate. In the building with me, I got my man's Conrad. What's up, beautiful people? We're back, ready to talk. Uh, we've been listening to you guys, so excited to get this uh, uh, first podcast back. But before we move forward, you know, we got to find out who's here with us. Yo, it's me, Docking Station. I don't know. That was the first thing I saw in front of me. <laughs> Doc, you didn't oh, That's what I was. I, I was really wondering. Here's a man. It's 2.0. That's what I'm doing. All those memes were like people were staring with numbers in their faces trying to figure out what was going on. <laughs> that was me. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So before we get too deep into it, once again, welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us. So like Conrad said, we've been listening to the feedback. We've taken it into account. And we decided to go ahead and rebrand ourselves and come back at y'all with a new and updated format for the podcast. So the first official change is that we're going to go ahead and just officially call ourselves the Who's Man's Podcast. You know, there's a little bit of confusion out there. Are we the Who's Man's? Who's Man's is this? So we're just going to drop all that and just make it real simple. Who's Man's Podcast in the building. Next thing is we're going to be changing up the format a little bit. So some of y'all might notice in the last episode, we didn't really do a drink to that or what's on our mind. We just kind of just let the conversation flow. And we got the feedback that that's what y'all want to hear. So that's how we're going to do it from now on. It's going to be us in the building talking, having fun. And we definitely still going to make sure we bring in the important conversations when necessary. But we also going to make sure we just have time to just kick back and be ourselves as well and have some fun here. All right, so with that, let's let's go ahead and start the conversation off right, Conrad. You back in the states? Go ahead and tell us about your trip and everything. Man, back to the states, and I wasn't ready to come back. Um, but yo, Thailand was dope. Thailand was a great experience once I arrived. Um, as you guys know, my whole travel situation was just straight up trash. Uh, so <laughs> so I I planned this trip. With my friend, like, we had booked everything in, like, August of 2017. So, this, like, been a long overdue trip. We're excited and we're ready to go. So, I'm like, the day comes. I pack. I, I get a, a rental to drive up to D.C. I get there, like, way beyond three hours of what you're supposed to be there on an international flight. I think I was there, like, five hours before, like, ready to go. And, uh... I pull up to the ticket uh, counter for Air China, and it says flight's been canceled. So I'm like, Damn. I was like, okay, it's all right. Let's figure out what's going on. Why, you know, didn't get a notifi- like notification or didn't, you know, there's got to be a reason. However, like the ticket booths or ticket counters are all empty. Like no one was there. So I was like, man, they canceled the flight, and then these dudes don't got to work today. So I'm, <laughs> I'm stuck. Uh, so I go to like the information, uh, information center, I ask them like, you know, what time do these people get in? He said, well, they should be working. He's like, well, no one's there right now. And then he looked it up. He's like, okay, they'll be there like around one. 
So one person comes to work. That's when I knew something was wrong. Like one person came to work to check <laughs> to check to check on all the people there. Well, it wasn't even all the people. It was like myself and this other uh, family that was on the same uh, flight. And I asked the guy, "So what's up? <laughs> Why aren't we getting no notification? Why don't we get an email, a call, something?" Um, and he's like, "Well, we usually." let you guys know or whoever whatever third party you used to like purchase our tickets if you didn't go through uh, us directly and it's like how long has this uh when was this flight canceled and he was like uh it's well in well in advance like months probably months ago and i was like excuse me <laughs> and he <laughs> and he was like oh yeah um they, they didn't have enough ticket sales so since there's only like two flights that come to the u.s they didn't want to make a trip for a short for um without reaching the ticket prices so that point i was just like wow so this these dudes and to make it even worse i called my third party uh reservation where i made the reservations called them because i'm like hey i can't log on to uh, air china's website what's going on can i still check in and um online somewhere else or through you guys and the guy was like oh no yeah their website's down so we'll just go early like usual and check in there um, and I was like, okay, I just want to make sure this flight's still available and everything. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude didn't even tell me my flight was canceled. And he could have looked it up and something like found Damn, out. Man. I bet you didn't even get his name, did you? No. Um, so that's canceled. They rebooked me for Saturday. I say, no, I'm not trying to go on Saturday because I have to fly on Saturday to Phuket, uh, south of Thailand that same day. So I was like, what's the next available? The dude's like, well, there's a flight from JFK at um, three three fifty. I look at him. I was like, so are you gonna book something? Are you gonna get me there? He's like, unfortunately, we don't handle any of that. It's all on you guys due to our po- <laughs> due to our policies. And I was like, uh, you know, it's it takes five hours to get to New York from here. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, so what's the next available thing? He's, and at, at this point, I didn't think, I thought they'd be like, well, we can get you on, uh, you know, United or whoever is leaving. No, he said they don't, they don't share. He made it seem like they don't share. Like, what is it when like companies have a, um, can't find, figure out the word, but when they, sh- when they can like send uh, passengers between them, like they have an agreement and China had, well, anyway, China didn't have that. So there's like, you can get on the next flight Friday out of JFK at like 3.50 in the evening so i was like all right you know what just book me for that so they do that and then i have to buy a one-way delta ticket to new york the next morning so i buy that and then the night comes i'm about to go to sleep i get a text from delta your flight's been canceled and <laughs> moved to friday at 5:50, and i was like well can't do that so I'm like, tell my auntie, like, Yo, I got to go get a rental car. I'm going to drive up to New York tonight. So as I'm on the way to the airport to get get a rental, the Air China like agent calls me. And she's like, hey, your flight at JFK has been canceled. Don't go to JFK. Damn, <laughs> dog. I literally was just like, wow, okay. So thanks for letting me know. Because I was really about to be on the way to New York and get this call. So she's like, yeah, hold on and wait. You just wait until tomorrow morning to figure out what's going to happen. So long story short on that, I finally get on to uh, flight Saturday. 
had to lose my ticket to Phuket, but luckily I found like a direct flight they could put me on from Beijing to Phuket. Um, but once I finally got there, man, Thailand is crazy, y'all. It is crazy. Um, it puts like if you're looking at it as uh, infrastructure of the city in Bangkok, like it makes sometimes it makes some of the buildings there like made ours look like trash. Uh, very intricate and then like the people are wild um, granted because they're mixed with tourists and trying to make money but it, it, it was a very interesting city Cit- yeah cities I went to um, but I recommend it to everyone five, five, like the cheapest trip I've ever taken internationally like you can you can go there with like $300 and stay the whole time there and be fine that sounds nice yeah so how long was that flight though uh, 14 hours from here. Okay, ain't bad. Like, uh, 14 hours straight, and then, <laughs> X6 hours. Oh, I did another one down. Yeah, another one. So, Conrad, <laughs> what was your favorite part about the trip? Uh, favorite part for me was I took this five-hour bike and boat tour, and it was through this, uh, Dutch company, and... I found out by the Dutch people, there are a lot of Dutch people that are the hostel we're staying at. So I went with them and um, it took you through like old Bangkok and like the slums and it took you through like uh, Ch- their Chinatown and you're like riding your bikes in alleys behind people's yard, like yards and all this stuff. And you like learned the history that a lot, a lot more um, through that tour. And then we went to like the temples where they used to bury the, or the where they bury the like the kings when they pass, and where they also bury like Buddhist monks and the process. Um, went through like the rural areas where you were like not necessarily like culture shock, but to see that they like they were struggling in in similar ways like we see in other parts of the world, and it's just like it was dope to see them. But however, one thing that just like blew my mind is that like how technology is crazy has like taken over like i was in those like back rural areas and the farms and stuff and you ride by you know little kid is in like torn clothes and everything he's playing a game on his android phone and i was like (laughs) (laughs) like man technology is really taking over um so i think that was my favorite part uh, getting to see the city in that aspect, like the the true city without the touristic uh, additives. Um, I think, and obviously being on the islands because it's just warm beach, crystal blue water. Um, so those, yeah, and getting to meet a bunch of people at the hostels. Uh, I think if I travel by myself or travel with one more person, like hostels are the way to go if you're about that life. But I recommend it. You think we should try to get the crew out there and just have like a nice big ass trip for all of us? Uh, yes, that's a scary moment though. <laughs> Somebody ain't gonna make it back. <laughs> Man. Uh, so, like in Phuket, there's a street called uh, Bangalore Drive or Bangalore Road. And it's like kind of like this one strip in Vegas that has all the bars and uh, shopping, little shopping centers. But one thing, like before you get to that street, there's like eight buildings. Or, and uh, each building has a massage parlor to get a and 
So they have like these uh, girls outside, like advertising for you know getting a massage. But man, they couldn't wait to offer you before even you look at anything. They're like, "Hey, Mister. Hey, Mister. Uh, happy ending. Happy ending." <laughs> they try to grab you. They're trying to get you in the in the massage uh, rooms, and you're just like, "Nah, I'm straight." But that was probably the funniest thing for me. Uh, it's cheap. Gosh, it's so cheap. Tried a scorpion. It was actually pretty good. Wait, what does that mean? You you, you can just try scorpions. I ate it. Ate? I tried it, and then I ate it. And it was good. It was good. It was like a crunchy and like seasoned salt type taste. I'm going to go ahead and take your word for that one. Yeah, I'll talk about that <laughs> <laughs> Um... Yeah, there's so much I can talk about. I went to this the show called the Ping Pong Show, and it was not anything to do with ping pongs. Um, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to save that one. Yeah, but, well, I want to hear about that one offline. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was great. I'm a little jet lag, so um, I might be a little slow today. But other than that, it was great. Uh, working on the pictures and videos I caught. I uh, captured so those that follow will probably see a few of those. That's what's up. Yeah, share them with the people. Let them see. Yes, sir. How's y'all weekends? Man, it's been pretty smooth over here for me. I've been just trying to relax because the work has like turned into overdrive for me. So I feel like every day I'm coming home just drained. So on the weekends we just take it nice and chill. This weekend actually, uh, this past weekend actually went to a spa with my girl. It was pretty dope. Uh-huh. Dope spot near us uh, that has like a called Spy Castle, so that yeah. was cool. Nice, like relax, relaxing way to start the day off. Yeah, because you need that weekend because it's St. Patrick's Day this weekend. So, yep. You're living and it's on a Saturday. And it's might on a Saturday. <laughs> really might not make it because we've been doing this diet this month too. Been on a whole thirty, so I ain't had no alcohol in like what, about fifteen days now. Mm-hmm. So my tolerance is getting down. I want to take couple of uh, bottles of water <laughs> oh yeah it's gonna be lots of hydration because i'm gonna say that <laughs> i got too much living to do right <laughs> what about you be shocked what you been up to uh it's been some uh crazy fun weekends uh a few weeks ago actually got to uh <laughs> officiate a wedding Thank you, I often do you get to say that. Yeah, call me Minister. Right? That should have been my name, Minister Shockley. That would have been nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, nah, two, two or one of my good friends got married. Uh, shout out to Whitney and her husband, Christian. Uh, she wanted me to uh, officiate the wedding. So I got to see a lot of friends from college and uh, do something that I honestly never thought. I always joke about it. Like whenever I see a couple, I'm like, "Hey, can I officiate your wedding?" <laughs> but she actually said, "Yeah." So she called you on that shit. <laughs> I know. And then this past weekend, I had a chance to go back to uh, Detroit and see family, and uh, you know, see my nephew. He's getting bigger, and he's <laughs> has the smartest mouth you ever hear. But <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that age. Yeah. So, yeah, that's been it. Just trying to make it. Hey, so one thing we didn't get a chance to talk about because we didn't get a chance to record last week was the Oscars. Did y'all get a chance to peep anything about that? I 
did not get to see anything at all. Um, Man, you missed it. Our boy Kobe won an Oscar. Well, my boy. I don't know if y'all know. I thought you were going to say our boy Jordan Peele won an Oscar. That's my boy. That's, you know. <laughs> I like Kobe, too, though. But. <laughs> nah, I mean, it was definitely dope to see the black people winning some awards. We didn't get a chance to do as much as I think we should have done. But, you know, it's progress in the right direction. Did any of you happen to see uh, Kobe's Dear Basketball? I didn't know. And, and I just found that it's a minute long. It's only a sure minute. You didn't see the trailer? Because I saw that trailer that was a minute. Uh, was it the trailer? It might have been the trailer you saw. Hey. <laughs> Kyra, I think he watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, I didn't even know he was nominated before uh, they, I saw it popping up on Twitter because I only was half watching it. So I didn't even repeat that. Yeah, I heard. I knew he was nominated, but I didn't know he like actually stood a chance of winning. Um, I remember when it came out a few months ago. I was like, "Oh, I will watch that one day," and I still haven't. <laughs> but now Kobe's a Oscar winner. It was funny, like watching all the tweets and stuff say, "Oh, Michael don't have an Oscar." <laughs> right. So like, wait, he's the, the greatest. Right. He's the greatest. But you know what? If it was my athlete doing stuff like that, I would say the same thing. So I'm not even going to hate on the Kobe stance. Because <laughs> I'd do it too. Well, they were also saying, I saw another tweet that said Kobe finally won an Oscar for imitating uh, Michael. So <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> on all sides. So, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that rivalry. Good old, tw- good old Twitter. Yep. But yeah, wow. I was like, I didn't get it. I didn't. I mean, if it was good, it was good. But it's surprising that he just stepped out the limelight of basketball and boom, he's back to winning stuff. Right, that quick though. Uh, yeah. And a lot of people were pissed that he won too. Did y'all hear about the controversy or about just people upset that he was even allowed to be a part of it? I, I mean, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I heard that, but I'm just thinking like, why? Why should that? Like, why should if he made a film and it was good and he has the possibility to get there and it was that good? Obviously, they. They well, I shouldn't say they know that you to choose to pick all the great movies because the Oscars has failed at that. But um, if he's validated to go there then, or to get nominated, he should get it. Yeah, my See, thing is, I understand like having, I understand why people have issue with Kobe because of the uh, uh, sexual abuse claims that were put on him or that were brought against him. Uh, I get that. If you're talking about the Oscars, though, uh, there are so many other, including, you can include Kobe if you want, but there are so many other celebrated Oscar winners uh, who have been celebrated by the Academy for many, many years. I mean, it was uh, just this year that we, they got rid of Harvey Weinstein, but for years, he was like the most uh, dominant producer in the room, so... I mean, I don't know if you should get mad at the Oscar or at Kobe. I don't know who you should be mad at or if you should even be mad. Mind your business. I mean, I don't think there's any issue with people being upset at the Oscars if they feel like they're trying to make this whole statement that, we're, you know, the time's up and we're not dealing with this anymore. Then for you to the very next year bring someone that's been a part of that. But personally, I feel like you got to learn how to make a separation between someone who, you know, we... I mean, we can't say 100%, but someone we pretty much know 
did these things and then someone who's just had allegations. Like, where do we draw that line between when you're actually going to be guilty? You can't just lump everyone in the same category just because something popped up against them. Because yeah. then at that point, you're not really saying anything. It just becomes a meaningless word. Yeah. becomes, yeah. That's I never understand where that line would be drawn either because you see it every day. But if you're famous and you fuck up, it's over. That'll stick for you for life. You ain't even got to fuck up if someone says you did. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I never want to be famous. Or you never want to fuck up. Like, <laughs> which one? <laughs> I mean, no, no, we all fuck up. But just imagine that you ain't even allowed to have that space to fuck up. Yeah. Without people writing an article about it. And of course, if you do something as crazy as with like the wine things are doing, then you deserve to be out there. But just imagine you can't even. Imagine like the last thing you made at work. Next day, you wake up in the morning. There's an article about it on Twitter. That's a great point. That is a great point. So and like true. you, you wake up and you trending on Twitter. Like and you know you ain't did like, nothing but sleep. That's like oh, uh, what's his name that just got fired by forty five or a tweet? Oh yeah, woke up, woke up and saw, looked at his time. He's not like, just oh. Twitter anymore, man. <laughs> hey, hey, he has forty five. Probably made everyone. Uh, have a Twitter account. <laughs> right, mandatory. Mandatory. Three tweets a day. <laughs> and two retweets of him every day. <laughs> uh, so since y'all watched the Oscars, uh, or, so what were the hot takes? So, uh, Jordan Peele, first African-American to win Best Original Screenplay for Get Out. Uh, he had, like, an amazing speech where he said... Basically, he gave up writing or quit writing Get Out 20 times, but uh, thankfully he's you know kept it going that 21st time and finished it. Uh, Tiffany Haddish and Maya Rudolph, they were like just hilarious on stage. Um, what about you guys? Or what about Ron? I'm sorry, Conrad didn't watch it. Sorry. Same, same, same. <laughs> Nah, I mean, I was barely even into it. I was more so forced to watch it, but Tiffany and Maya were definitely the highlight for me, so I always appreciate when they actually bring some real entertainment into award shows, because to me, most of the time, when they get up there and do those pre-award speeches, they're always kind of, just, or, you know, moments that are a little awkward, but I think those two had great chemistry. They really, you know, brought just genuine comedy to the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, then, but, speak, but speaking of Tiffany, people were pissed about her. Did y'all hear about that? Like, you feel like we can't do nothing out here. They're switching up on her? It's been a lot of Tiffany hate. Which... I think you know more about it than I do, B. Go ahead, Tom. Um, so there's a few different angles from for the hate <laughs> of Tiffany Haddish right now. <laughs> Some people are saying that she's overrated. So there's been a lot of tweets that have been happening saying, oh, she wasn't even the star of Girls Trip. And oh, her comedy special on Showtime didn't even do that well. It's like, why well, hate on the girl for, you know, because she's shining. Then mm-hmm. some people feel like she's not representing uh, black people in the best light, which I never understand what that means. Uh, but they feel like she's too ghetto or uh, why does she always have to talk about how cheap she is? Like, why is that her her thing that she has to go on every TV show and do? Which, again... I just let the girl live her life and do her. Right. If you don't like it, pass her up. And then the last thing that people have been talking about is uh, 
uh, this new DJ Khaled, uh, or some people are saying Beyonce's new song featuring DJ Khaled and Jay Z and Future. <laughs> nice but where Beyonce uh, says a line and she says her name uh, about having people at parties sign uh, non disclosure agreements based on Tiffany has been doing a few interviews and she uh, said that she saw something that Beyonce did that was towards Jay Z. Um, and basically people took that as like, oh, Beyonce called you out, Beyonce called you out, which Tiffany again had the best response, which was her dancing to the song saying, hey, how many times can, have you been called out by Beyonce or does Beyonce even know your name? And I just thought it was perfect. So I don't know why people hate on Tiffany. What do you guys think? I think that one, I would say that it's ironic, or maybe it ain't ironic, but that's the word I'm going to use for it, that the people who like to say that Tiffany is being, is like representing black people in a poor light, it's feel like these are the same people who are also saying that one black person doesn't speak for the entire community when they're the only black person at work or at school or something. It's like, you can't have it both ways. Yeah. Either one person represents us all, or they don't, mm-hmm. which they don't. So just accept that. She's representing herself out there. She ain't doing nothing to make us look bad. And on top of that, Ron, Ron, like, you can't, we can't pick and choose, like, when we want people to support us. So, when we thought she was hilarious in the movie, we was like, oh, that's our girl, that's our girl. Yeah. Then she, a little too loud or say something a little too off here, and now it's like, oh, well, she don't represent all of us. It's like, no, like, first of all, you represent yourself. Uh... And second, like, this girl is, like, living her moment. It's the same criticism that has been going towards Cardi B, too. But, uh, you know, I'm, I, I'll fight for Tiffany. I will. I'll scrap. Hey, I mean, I will say I do think that she do need to chill a little bit. She was starting to <laughs> do, a little, do a little too much at the Oscars. Uh, Rush just said that real quick. So you were one so, of the people. <laughs> you want to scrap, we can scrap. But no, look, I'm not saying that she was embarrassing our race or anything like that. I don't believe that. And I ain't got no problem with her dancing on stage or any of that type of stuff. But I do think that, like, her jumping over, bar- well, not jumping over, but her hopping barriers on the red carpet or not really knowing how to pronounce people's names when she was up on stage. It's like, that's, you know, that's just poor etiquette on okay, yourself. Like, you need to kind of just do better. Ron, you on the same red carpet and Jay-Z walk up. I'm on the red carpet and I okay, see... Okay, but we're normal people. She's a, she's another... That's what she's saying, <laughs> though. That's her thing. Like, she's a normal person who just happens she's not, though. to but, have... She can make that her thing, but it's still not who she is anymore. But you think about it, a year ago, Tiffany Haddish wouldn't be invited to the Oscars or wouldn't be at a party probably with Beyonce or anything like that. She's had the craziest year of her life. So to her, she's like, I am still normal. I, I am still doing all the stuff I used to do. It's just now I got way more people watching me. And I kind of appreciate that fact that she kind of remains herself. And... What? But you the know, fact that she yeah, hopped yeah, on so, and didn't get tackled proves so, that she's normal as she want to be. So and that's what happens to you and me if we do that. I mean, <laughs> if I were famous and hell, Oprah, Barack Obama, Janet was walking down the same red carpet as me, and I was invited to be on the same red carpet as them, oh, I'm tripping but, over everything. But, to get but that, I understand, but that don't make it right. No, it don't. But it's. But are you trying to say that? Uh, so for the gist of it, like she just 
I feel like I agree with Ron just from what he's saying about like the etiquette of being on the red carpet or wherever you are. You can still be yourself, but it seems like what you guys are saying is that she was extra, or at least what Ron was saying, like she just did a little too much. She stayed in her character, but she was doing too much. Kind of like how Kevin Hart does too much. Is that what you're going for, Ron? Yeah, exactly. Like what Kevin Hart did at Super Bowl. Like just doing more than what you need to be doing for that occasion. Mm. Okay, now if a white person, though, was doing the same thing, you see there's so many pictures of red carpets where a white person is jumping in the crowd to take a picture. They are jumping into interviews to say something crazy. And that's just them being themselves, or that's what they're. That's what people say. Oh, they're just. That's just them. But then Tiffany does it, and she has to act better. Like, wow, we gotta, wow, we gotta behave. To your point, I don't think though, like those are the exact same situations to be comparing, though. So she hopped over a. The the scenario was Meryl Streep was coming down the red carpet. She saw her coming. She hopped over a. Uh, what do you call it? A little. Fair little velvet Very. rope a rope thing and stopped Meryl <laughs> Streep and gave her a hug and told her what she thought of her. I think I think that's why we love Tiffany. I like it. I wish more people were acting like that. Like how would you really act if you met your if you met your biggest if you were the biggest fan of someone and you were invited to be in their presence and that's your one opportunity, probably. Who knows if she'll ever get to be in the same space as Meryl Streep again. Like, yeah, she took it. She took it. And I think that's admirable. I think so. Look, you want more people to act like that, but we can't have people out there acting like that. Like, the world <laughs> can't function with people over here jumping out here doing what they want because this might be their only opportunity to do it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, I wish I wasn't that we were in the same room because I feel like I'll just be looking left and right as you guys say this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's all good. We ain't got to agree on everything. Uh, hey, well, but I will say, I do feel like Tiffany deserves to be getting more props than she does hate because, like like you mentioned, she got a lot of stuff going good for her. Like, that new Netflix thing she got going, the anime special uh, show that's coming out, yeah. I'm definitely going to be watching that. I'm kind of curious to... Um, I'm sorry, I was just going to say she has a new show coming out with uh, Tracy Morgan on TBS called The Last OG. I think it premieres next month, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. So, and she got a movie with Kevin Hart. She got a few movie deals coming out, so she getting paid. She ain't cheap. She I guess. Get <laughs> she can't be too cheap no more. Maybe she can. Well, but, the next I'm thinking, like, Netflix has been making, like, a lot of interesting uh, deals lately. So, we all heard and we've talked about, and we probably shouldn't never talk about it again. Or maybe we should. The the Netflix thing with Monique. Then it came out that Tiffany got a deal with Netflix that she made sure to say, like, hey, I signed this deal way before any of that was happening. But I still totally support Monique. Um, but the the most interesting deal Netflix has made recently is for a, a documentary on Rachel Dolezal. And if you don't know who that is, good. Bless your heart, because you are so lucky. Yeah. If you are curious, 
Rachel is the the what do they call it? Transracial? Is that what they call it? That's what she. That's yeah. what she's called. That's what she called it. The transracial lady <laughs> who had people believing for years and years and years that she was a light skinned black woman uh, when all the while she was all the way white. Uh, her parent, her mama, her daddy <laughs> told her. They all said, like, no, I know who I gave birth to. I know who I raised, and that ain't her. Uh, that's her, but she's just a little tanned. Uh So, yeah. But they got the nerve to give this lady a platform to say what? Like, have you guys heard about this? I've heard about it, and I purposely tried to pay as little attention as possible. Like, I didn't even click on the trailer to see what it was about. <laughs> So, oh, man, I feel bad because I did. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have. You watched it? Yeah, man. I So I had been avoiding it, but I downloaded Twitter again on my phone. And now when, like, <laughs> it's easier to watch videos, you know, we got to go through much too much hassle. And I was bored at home in Detroit over the weekend. So I was like, well, why not? Everybody else sleep. Let me figure out what's going on in the world. And it's the saddest thing. It's a clip from the documentary. And her teenage son, I don't know how exactly how old he is, but he's talking to his mom and he's like, why do you have to do this? <laughs> Which I thought it was so real because I'm like, oh, you're repeating like what everybody around the world is saying. <laughs> like, Why do you have to do this? But the thing that was sad was the fact that this, this is his mama. So he has to... He has to be connected to her, whereas we don't. Uh, and he looked at her and he just kept saying, like, you don't have to do this. You don't have to do any of this. <laughs> and she just kept looking at him. Wake up, mom. Like, yeah. Yo, that little boy is the real MVP. <laughs> he is. Because she looked at him and she's like, well, you don't understand. He was like, no, you don't understand. I got to go to school. I got friends who ask me. I got a life. This. I have a life. <laughs> like, and they want to know why are you doing this? And guess what? I don't have an answer. It, it was so I felt really sad though because it made me think like, hey, have if you've ever had a moment where you've been disappointed in your parents, like that is the sad. It's the it's a feeling that really hurts because you don't you always want to like look up to your parents, be proud of them. But I know for sure, like, I've had moments, uh, especially with my dad, where I have just been, I've looked at him and have been so disappointed, like, in his decision making and whatever he did at the moment. And that is a, that's a sad place to be in. So I kind of, like, felt for that, that, that young man, I'll say, that young man's pain with this transracial mom. Yeah, that's real as hell, because, like, just again, it gets amplified where you're, in the public eye, and especially in that situation where it wasn't your actions or choice. Yeah. So, let me ask you a question. So, like, with her whole or- ordeal with the transracial and, like, she feels like she identifies as black, um, is it a reach saying that? Why is it, you know, why is it that it's okay when someone says they identify as, you know, sexuality? Is it because she went to the next level and, like, made herself look or try to make yourself look black? Or is this, do you think the whole thing is just crap? So, I'll tell you my thoughts. I, I didn't really... When the story first came out, I think it now was a few years ago, 
I didn't put too much thought behind it. I was like, oh, crazy lady, whatever. I laughed, especially when I saw the picture of her parents. I, was, I thought it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't care what nobody's saying. Like, if you look at her, you kind of, you're like, well, damn, she kind of like my auntie a little bit. But, <laughs> and, and, I fucked up yeah. a little yeah. bit. But I think, I remember listening to the read, which is, like, my go-to for uh, everything at this moment. Uh, But I remember Crystal was talking about the fact that, hey, if she, if this is how she felt, and she was, you know, I guess coming from a positive place with it, still going to look at her a little bit like, hey, you're a little crazy because you're not black. You, You don't face any of the same struggles. Or you don't have to face any of the same struggles that black people do. But it was the point where she actually, there is a case that she brought, I want to say against Howard University, but I could have the school wrong. But where she, or some school that she wanted to go to, and she said that she was being discriminated against because she was a white woman. And I want to say that's why it was Howard. I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I hope you guys... Uh, use our email address to put me in my place but that was when it was like (laughs) you are not doing this it doesn't feel like you're doing this for the right reasons it feels like this is very calculated uh for you to get ahead of wherever you thought you would end up as a total white woman um so that's where that's where she messed up in my book i mean it's always been bullcrap to me (laughs) <laughs> like I've, it's been pretty much it's been a joke for the for the group chat since it came out. So I'm not concerned. I never took her seriously. Do you think she go full out even with like X with the whole Ebonics and when she's around uh, black folk? Oh Christ. please no! I hope not. <laughs> like I, I'm with her son. I just want her to go and take care of her kids. You know, in the privacy of her home and whatever place she lives in and leave us all alone like if she just leaves us alone that would be great that's all i care about uh, just yeah. go home and be a family woman go go just go yeah right it's crazy right. what else we got up on the docket for tonight oh so y'all wanna uh film in on bruno mars maybe i'm late on the trend or was a trend but what was going on hey. with all that I swear I just woke up one morning and it was like half my timeline was anti Bruno. I had no idea where it came from. I still I don't know where it came from. I heard there's like a video, but I still haven't seen the video. I still don't know who made the video. Like what? What is it? Have any Man, of you seen it? No. I haven't seen the the video. I've I've heard that it exists, but I still don't fully understand why it it caused so much traction. Because as far as I can heard, it was just a random video that came out. Was he in the video or is no? I think it's it's from what I've heard or people described as this black lady who is basically going off on the fact about the fact that and I think she's in like a public setting based on this person's uh, uh, layout of what happened and she's just going off on the fact that Bruno uh, is appropriating black music. Nah, she fucked up where, because I heard she also said that Michael Jackson wouldn't be as big as he was then if he came out today. And to that I said, leave his name out your mouth, okay? Wait, what they got to do with anything? <laughs> Ain't got nothing to do with <laughs> sick of people bringing up old shit. Like, don't, don't, don't bring my people in this to prove your point, okay? 
Um, but let's be honest, this has been going on for, it's been like murmurs about this for a few years, especially the bigger Bruno gets, the more people seem to like want to point out the fact, well, you know, he ain't black, you know, you know, he just stealing from this or doing that. And it's like, where is that coming from? Cause you never hear, I could see it for other people, <coughs> Justin Timberlake, but for Bruno, <laughs> Bruno has his name. <laughs> Bruno has been consistent with like saying no. This is where I got it from. This is why I do it. This is where I learned it. Who's here's who I give credit to. Here's who I want to work with. Who here's who I wish I would have worked with. And he has no problem naming them. No problem giving thanks. Like to the point where you're like, well, damn. Like you know, you don't want to take a little bit of credit. Like <laughs> you did write some of this stuff, but. Every, even if you look back at like his 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 uh award speeches, and not just the one from this year, but previous years, <coughs> I know it's it's a tough subject talking about this year's Grammys. But uh, just tune out for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> even if you look back, he always finds a moment to say some other. Normally, usually it's a black person's name that influenced him in some way to do what he's doing and i think it's a thing and like we can talk about it now or maybe it's a future thing we can talk about but there is a such thing that when like we root for people on the come up but then they get to a certain level where it's like okay now you're too big chill out chill out out. (laughs) relax relax like yeah i know what you're saying right yeah, if people turn against you, and it's usually for the same thing they loved you for in the beginning. It's every... See Tiffany. <laughs> there is not one... I don't know one act or person or, or anything where we just... It, it's almost happening with Black Panther. Not to, like, mm-hmm. leave the subject, but this thing that we've hyped up and loved and, 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 and done podcasts on and written papers on, now that it's been number one for four weeks, now you, I'm seeing on Twitter... Well, it's funny that you guys are celebrating this movie that just made a billion dollars for this corporation. Why don't you have that same appreciation for the black community? It's like, what? (laughs) We were all dressing up a few weeks ago. Now we don't, we can't be happy for it because it's successful. It's just, it was all good. It's like nothing can just be good. (laughs) We always got to like, it's like a point. Like, around to your point earlier, like, I don't ever want to be famous. I would want to, like, just be, like, loved. <laughs> like, I just want to be loved. <laughs> I don't want to get to a point where you want to hate me because I woke up or did something. <laughs> That's not what I want to get to. What do you guys think about Bruno? I like Bruno. I don't have a problem with Bruno, but I could definitely understand why, in his specific case, how it becomes more and more evident as he, as he gets bigger, because he gets bigger on the sounds that he's getting from black people. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, he definitely started off strong, but it just seems like as he became more and more of like that funk pop fusion, he got bigger and bigger. So I can see how people feel like he specifically owes his success to it, even though I think it's a bit of reach myself. But what is some, like, okay, first of all, I think so my definition or thought of culture appropriation, what is culture appropriation then? Because is it taking something from another culture and that you don't usually like or don't praise and then benefiting from it because you know you're going to get something out of it? Or 
See, this is when we used to have like a telephone line, and uh, <laughs> I don't mind just went blank. <laughs> Cammy, Cammy just calls in like, "Hey guys, uh, like duh, this is what it is." <laughs> Drops all the statistics. No, but I think it is part of that, Conrad, where you're able, and and there's so many examples of it, from Elvis to uh, to uh, the Beatles. All of it where, hey, we'll take from you the positive and what we can use for our good, but we will never kind of bring you up with it. We'll shit on you still and keep you down there, but we'll take this good aspect around you. I mean, the Kardashians, for example. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll take your, your, your aesthetics. We'll take your man. We'll do all that, but... Don't think we're going to speak up for you when you're facing some type of hardship or don't think we're going to support you when uh, you're facing some, you know, some negative thing. Uh, The Elvis took his whole career off of, uh, uh, well, not Little Richard, but I don't, can't think of the name right now, which is sad to begin with that I don't even know the person's name he stole from probably was a few people but that was our thing and he was able to take it and they call him the king of rock but it's like well what about little richard and what about all these other people that came before him that kind of taught him the way like that's <laughs> so if you're looking at it through oh, go ahead ron i forgot you were about to say uh the definition oh no i don't even know a definition i was about to say something super random though so <laughs> could you could you make a case that like rappers who pretend to be gangsters are cultural appropriators like taking hood culture to profit off of it even though they're not a part of it oh shit you could could you I yeah, think I so. thought about it that way but like I feel like that used word is used so lightly like it cause so what I'm trying I guess what I'm thinking about it is if you're an entertainment business you're always looking at whatever whoever is succeeding to do better from it so every time you take something from someone who's a different race than you or, or culture from you and, and then you become famous for it no it's not culture appropriation i guess i think it's a little deeper than that i think i think like there is so the easiest example is i was about to say he he who should not be named but i already said his name uh that justin guy the person who when given opportunities to kind of big up his supporters or or not his supporters but his influences and kind of give them credit he took many opportunities to kind of disrespect them if you look at obviously janet but you look at prince you even look at michael jackson when we all know that that was his biggest influence but there are many cases where he gave more praise to people to white people like elvis and like uh 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 mick jagger and people of that sort to say those were his equal influences as michael jackson is like no you know damn well that that you don't do anything like those people you are almost imitating this black man and you're benefiting from it but you're not also giving that support back uh to those people they kind of gave you everything that you have. Whereas, and I think that's the issue with like, pick, not, I don't want to say picking on Bruno because he's okay, but 
used in Bruno is Bruno has every chance, like I said, every chance he gets. He takes the opportunity, he takes his platform to make sure that you understand that he got this from somewhere and he would not be in this place without that person or that that group or whoever it may be. So to me, it sounds like that people who feel this way, if Bruno can't get a pass, then no one can. Like They just want black people to have this space and no one else can exist within it. And that's just something I just don't agree with. I feel like we should be, it should be allowed to share our cultures with each other and fuse them together and grow within them and just make sure you're not shitting on the people you got them from. Yeah. I do get the frustration, though, because you think of you think of someone like Tank, for example, who has the number one song, I think it's on like adult contemporary R&B, all these random charts that back in the past 15, 20 years ago were just called black charts. Um, and now they've made all these creative names for black people music as they deem it. Um, but he has this hugely popular song on R&B radio, but if you go to any pop station, they refuse to play it. But if you have, if he were to have, um, Bruno Mars re-record that, and it's a, it's evidenced by, uh, what is it? August Alsina, uh, Zane, I think his last name is Malik redid uh august alcina song and a song that august was never able to get played on pop radio is now number one on itunes but not with his name is with his white dude's name and that's that can get frustrated i mean bruno mars gets invited to the super bowl tank gets invited to soul train awards uh and i'm not like i ain't i ain't trying to like <laughs> i ain't never bought nothing from tank either so i can't really talk too loud <laughs> But that has to be frustrating that, hey, we can only go so far or only one of us at a time. I think that's the same reason a lot of people hate on Beyonce is she is able to go so far now. But it's like, what about all these other equally talented black women who are putting out just the same quality music? But Beyonce gets invited to the Oscars and to the Super Bowl and to the Grammys. But let us see whose music it, it was a controversy a few years ago who she re-recorded her song or her performance Lettucey doesn't get invited to any of those spaces and it's like well when does she get her opportunity versus this other person who may not look like a like like Lettucey, uh that and they get all these different opportunities so i can see why people get frustrated but again, I feel like we should channel our, there should be a way to channel that anger, like instead of going against someone like Bruno, well, just put your support behind someone that looks like you. That's, that should be the goal. We had that conversation a few months ago when we talked about like the different R&B acts and we talked about Jasmine Sullivan and Brandy and all these people. And it's like, well, yeah, but... Nobody buy. When do you buy their albums, or when do you support their tours, or and all this different stuff? If we were to take our Twitter fingers and use them for our credit card numbers to go purchase their their product, imagine how successful our artists would be. We wouldn't even care about Bruno Shine because we would have three, four other people to uh, support as well. I am done. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Preach, man. 
But leave that boy alone. Yeah, right there. Leave that boy alone. You said what? Leave Bruno alone. Like, all he out here trying to do is be, what is he, Filipino, Puerto Rican, got the wavy hair. You know, (laughs) he's just trying to get somebody's Versace on the floor. And you know what? At the end of the day, that's all. That's what we all want. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we all want. I just want the American Dream in 2018. <laughs> that's it. I just want your Versace on the floor, okay? <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna get there, but <laughs> just help me. Help me get there. <laughs> that's all we want. That should be a sermon one day at a church. Like, no, okay, no, I'm taking it too far. I'm sorry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You can went right up to that line. You got the name of my book. How to, how to get the Versace on the floor. I don't know how I'm going to write it because I don't know. <laughs> but I'll figure it out. All right. So before we get out of here, I think we got one more topic we need to cover. Uh, y'all hear about Big Sean allegedly cheating on Janae Aiko? Y'all hear about that? Uh, nope, I didn't hear about that because black men don't cheat. So I don't know. I think that's fake news. You know what? You're right. We ain't gonna talk about this. Go ahead and get <laughs> yep. So, all right, y'all. If y'all want to get at us, talk to us about anything that we, you know, talked about tonight. You want to join the conversation? There's a lot of ways y'all can get at us. You can get at our email, whosmanspodcast at gmail dot com. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram at whosmanspodcast. Uh, we're on Facebook as well. Whosmans is everywhere. It's whosmans. So just check us out. Make sure y'all leave likes, reviews, ratings, share it. Let your friends know. And then if you got some more feedback for us, let us know. You know, we took some of the things we heard into account and we're going to be using them going forward. But if you feel like you're still not getting what you want, let us know because we're never afraid to keep working on it and keep bringing y'all something new. So, and if y'all want to get at me, y'all can catch me on Twitter at TaylorMadeLife. And with that, we can get out of here. Be shocked one time when I got you. Uh, at, don't at me, at God. <laughs> that stays the same. Uh, yeah, just please use our our email address give us feedback but also give us like questions and topic ideas and uh what you want to hear from us like that's why we're doing it is to connect with you guys so we appreciate it appreciate the support that fella connie <laughs> as brian says uh, you can reach me at that fella underscore connie on twitter uh big c22 uh yeah so yeah, like Brian and Ron said, thanks for all the support thus far. Uh, if you guys need a new background or uh, a new phone screensaver, we got some a new updated cover art for our podcast. It's pretty dope. I think you should uh, use it. Uh, but one thing before I leave, you, uh, let you guys go. <clears throat> Another thing I took away from Thailand, uh, just being there and like observing people and like meeting people, learning culture. Um, I just crazy to think that how similar all of us human beings are, how we all want the same thing. We all want that loving feeling, joy. Um, and one thing that I noticed there a lot, people had a huge, like inner peace. It was like nothing really like bothered them. Uh, I don't know if it's like in just their culture or character but it was just very calm and relaxed like everyone's very you know grateful and appreciated you even if you didn't speak their language or uh, even if you didn't you know look like them but they were so like accepting and nothing 
they were they didn't weren't uh, scared to hide to show who they were as a person, um, except for the ones who were trying to sell you stuff and you had to be careful. But um, so the thing I leave you guys today is when you stop searching for a reason to feel blissful, joyous, and filled with love, existence itself becomes reason enough. Um, and how I took that is like stop like trying to search for all these things that you can more than likely find within yourself um and once you find that stuff within yourself the things you're searching for will be drawn to you they'll be looking for you instead um so hey we're back and we're gonna get better uh so you guys have a blessed saint patty's day weekend don't be a who's man's out here in a green leprechaun suit over a rail Go green. <laughs> Puking. But, uh, yeah, be blessed. One love. All right, so before we go ahead and close up the shop, there's one last thing we got to announce. We know y'all are excited to see what this month's album of the month is going to be. So, I mean, Kyra, it's your album pick. So you want to you go ahead and announce it? Oh, yeah. So at the end of this month, we'll be reviewing, and hopefully all of you guys are taking the time to listen to this amazing album by Common called B. Uh, it's one of my favorite of his, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to break that down. I had a lot of fun with the Lauren Hill album, and so yeah, let's see where this goes. Yeah, so make sure y'all definitely check out last week's episode, or well, last episode we dropped where we talked about the, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, and give us y'all feedback for that conversation. We're going to be having these talks every month, so we want to know some different ideas which y'all want to hear us talk about. And make sure you also check us out on social media because throughout the course of this month, we're just going to ask some questions about the album, get your thoughts and opinions. We want y'all to, we want to know what y'all think before we talk about our own thoughts as well. So we want to get y'all engaged. So make sure I keep an eye out for that. And with that, we out of here. Hey, yo, Darnold. It's March Madness and there ain't no kangaroos anywhere to be seen. <laughs> not even the not in the tournament conversation. But I'll let you leave. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> that was good. I love that.